Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're now locked into the zone with Diamonds and Roses podcast, bringing you one step closer to Pacific Northwest and Southwest Canada baseball news, stories, and history. Proudly fueled by Baseballism, their America's brand, and Devo Bat Company, professional wood grain bats for the love of the game. And now your hosts, Ben and Travis. Welcome, everybody, to Season 4, Episode 7 of the Diamonds and Roses Baseball Podcast. As always, I am your host, Ben. And, you know, I always say this every time that we do an episode, and I am, in my opinion, factually correct. We have a great episode today for you. And now we are taking a little bit of a journey to the east of Oregon and Washington and visiting some brethren in idaho yes that is correct we are visiting idaho this week in this episode with none other than jeff dobish owner of the canyon county spuds of the independence league i am so thrilled to have jeff finally on finally done some back and forth but jeff thank you for coming and joining me in this awesome episode Hey, any uh, anything we can do to build the collegiate baseball, uh, you know, the entire across the country from the East Coast, West Coast, up in Canada. Uh, that's what we're all about is uh, we all kind of help each other out. Uh, we sometimes are for the, the forgotten sport outside in the summertime, but anything we can do. Uh, uh, we're all in the Pacific Northwest. We're all Seattle Mariner fans here. So uh, why not? Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, Jeff, um, I want to start off with you before yep. we get into the spuds. Yep. Um, and, and talk a little bit about your background and, and kind of how it leading up to the spots yep. um, first. So you're you're originally from Victoria, British Columbia. I'm a hockey player. Yeah, no, I uh, I went to Notre Dame College in Wilcox, Saskatchewan on a hockey scholarship, played in the Western Hockey League for the Regina Pats and the Seattle Thunderbirds for three and a half years and grew up in Victoria. And then uh uh, 20 years ago, almost to the day, moved to uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida, and mm-hmm. uh, just hanging out at New York Mets spring training. Always wanted to go to sp- spring training. Uh, my uncle lived there and then uh, met my wife in Clearwater. Uh, she had a six-year-old boy and a, an eight-year-old daughter and got into baseball with my son, who traveled up through Showcase and high school and uh, uh, went to uh, Midland University in beautiful Fremont, Nebraska on a baseball scholarship uh, four years there. 
And mm-hmm. then, of course, while he was at Midland, uh, he got to play in summer collegiate baseball. He played in the Texas League. He played in the uh, um, uh, the Mink, which is known as the uh, the Missouri League. And then uh, he played in the first year with the uh, uh, Hastings Sodbusters. And then he played his last season with his uh, college head coach in Fremont with the Fremont Moo. So over those four years, I got to see these uh, collegiate uh, uh, leagues and uh, all around the country and uh, traveled a little bit with him and uh, just fell in love with it. So it was kind yeah. of a dream of ours together to kind of say, hey, what would be cool? And, you know, father, son own a team and, uh, you know, sell beers and sponsorship and tickets and merch and just build this uh, huge empire. And here we are in beautiful Mecca, Caldwell, Idaho. <laughs> it's great. But let's 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 start. Canada. Yeah. Not really known much for baseball at yep. this right now and yep. and throughout history. Yep. Um, but that doesn't mean there hasn't been some great baseball players, just to name a few, like Jason Bay, um, Wa- Larry Walker, you know, Maple Ridge, British Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, absolutely. just some of the few, few individuals, Aaron Guile, yeah. friend of the podcast out of, yeah. out of Nanaimo, BC. Abraham Toro with the, uh, with the Mariners now from uh, mm-hmm. Quebec city. So there's a lot of them. I mean, uh, you know, you look at, uh, uh, the development up there is huge. Uh, the, yeah. What those Canadian teams have done, the the minor baseball right up to uh, Canadian collegiate, is just absolutely unbelievable. There's a there's a couple documents out that share, uh, and I think our friends at the Harbor Cats share them of how many Canadian players are on U.S. scholarships. And uh, it used to be like maybe one or two inches in a piece of paper. Now you're looking pages and pages and pages of uh, uh, these guys that are just really developing into to mm-hmm. great quality baseball players. But uh, so to, to that point, though, yep. it's like when you were, I guess I want to dive into where this love of baseball came yep. and take a step back in time with you, which is, yep. you know, when you were when you were younger, my guess is there wasn't real big emphasis on baseball. Thus, yep. your background in hockey, because obviously, clearly in Canada, the, yep. the, the national sport is and the national pastime in Canada is hockey. Yep. yep. Um. But what, where did this passion of, did that come from your, your, your stepson or did it, was it yeah. before that? And, and what was that? I mean, I grew up a Montreal Expo fan, so I can take you right back to, uh, um, you know, Ron LaFleur, you know, the days of uh, Andre Dawson and uh, Gary Carter and watching them. And uh, my actual passion for any kind of sport came from, I wanted to be a play-by-play announcer. I wanted to be Danny Gallivan from uh, the Montreal Canadiens. That's what I always wanted to do. I used to watch games, turn the volume down and do the play-by-play and record it. And I think I was five or six and just became a huge Expo fan. Uh, not a Blue Jay fan, Expo fan. So, uh, um, and that's really it. When when I met my son when he was six, uh, we kind of got into sports. Hockey's not big in Tampa or wasn't at that time 20 years ago. It is now. Uh, but uh, we just kind of got into baseball and I started coaching and uh, uh, it really became, um, you know, something that we did together, you know, throwing the ball around the yard and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then watching him excel was kind of cool. It was kind of cool to watch. And uh, uh, he started high school uh, baseball. And I started volunteering for his high school. In fact, I still do. It's my 12th season with the uh, uh, with the Bloomingdale Bulls. It's a high school team in Valrico, Florida. I do the public address there. Um, and the team uh, uh, won the state championship last year, the 6A state championship for Florida. Uh, so it's it's not only about my passion for baseball, but it's also the, the love of giving back for the community and, uh, you know, volunteering and spending my time in that sport. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I think hockey's the same way. And I think a lot of the other sports are the same way. There's the baseball family. It's like yep. you, you get, you get into that family and then you're, you're part of it and you grow and you yep. develop not just with your, your child, but with the other parents and then with the right. other people who volunteer, the coaches, uh, those things. And I'm sure that's a bit of what drew you more into uh, what your community services and what you do for, for play by play. Um, yep. But I want to talk about, so you talk about the the Montreal Expos. I mean, I li- you might be aware I come from Vermont. So the Montreal yep. Expos were one of the closer teams back in the day yep. for me. I was able to go watch. I think they were my first professional game that I got to go to. And I got to see Pedro Martinez when he played for the Expos. Awesome. Um, but I'd like to ask, who who was your initial favorite player um, when you first started really getting into baseball? First started getting into it real easy, Ken Griffey Jr. Um, okay. You know, I got to see him as an 18-year-old kid in Bellingham. You know, my uh, uh spent some time in Abbotsford, which is maybe 30 minutes from Bellingham. So to see Ken and uh, uh, just after he got drafted, he wasn't there very long. But just to see his story and see what he did for the city, city of Seattle – Mm-hmm. Um, was really my biggest favorite. I mean, you know, I had some Montreal Expos that I really, really liked. I mean, uh, but in Montreal, the sad thing about that, including Larry Walker, uh, they weren't there very long. So it was really tough to have a favorite with the Expos. But uh, for me, it was about, uh, um, you know, going down, you know, back to uh, 1981, I think, when Rick Monday hit that home run at Olympic Stadium to, to beat them in the in the playoffs. And then it was disappointing. I think it was 94 when the strike was on and Larry Walker mm-hmm. was playing for him then, and we were in first place. So, yeah. uh, but the actual, my first love of a baseball player and still is today. And and I still admire uh, what he's done for the city of Seattle has to be Ken Griffey jr. Let me ask. So you talk about going to Bellingham, watching some yep. baseball. Um, is that where some of this also, this, this additional passion comes for you? If we want to fast forward many years now, Yep. with being the ownership of the spuds is that where you know going to that event seeing that small market but seeing that interaction seeing what minor league baseball and, and what some of these minor league teams do to kind yeah. of keep their fans there and in the crowds is, is was that part of some of like what was yeah i mean it's, it's less about it's less about baseball passion and it's more about uh, the kids. Uh, if you're getting into a baseball ownership of a team, you're soon going to find out that uh, your team, your brand goes hand in hand with the kids. The more you, uh, the more you do for them, the more you uh, get them into the game, uh, getting out in the community uh, is number one. You mm-hmm. have to get out in the community. And uh, uh, we have a uh, Spudley who's our mascot. He goes and reads with kids. He goes to, uh, uh, you know, he just spent last weekend at Nampa, Babe Ruth, uh, the softball and the baseball, throwing out the first pitch, being available. Uh, we do some pretty cool things at our ballpark. Uh, you know, Friday nights, kids 12 and under are free. Uh, mm-hmm. Before every game at 6.15, we have a free baseball clinic right on the field so kids can bring their glove and ball okay. and, and work out with the spuds. And uh, wow. I got that from the I got that from the Boise Hawks last year. You know, I went to a game myself. We're out of town. I went in and uh, and we worked together. Uh, uh, you know, Mike over at the Hawks, is, uh, they're just great people in there. And, um, you know, went and, uh, you know, went and watched them and said, hey, this is a great way to get the par- the kids there and, and uh, so forth. But uh, that's really it. We do a lot of charity work. We do a lot of uh, community work. Uh, um, you know, Spudley, our mascot on the weekend on Saturday, was also at the library reading a book with the kids and, and Mayor Wagner. Uh, mm-hmm. And we really dovetail with the mayor here in Caldwell is uh, uh, just a huge supporter 
of the youth of Caldwell and Canyon County. And that's, uh, that's what we do. And we tell anybody if there's kids involved, Spudley, the Spuds, uh, we're there. Yeah. Let me throw this at you because you, you bring up an interesting point yep. in my mind, which is a lot of people say major league baseball is dying. Yeah. But where, but what I'm seeing though, is that I think that these summer collegiate teams, these minor yep. league teams yep. are saving baseball are bringing baseball back to the community and totally getting agree. that interest. Um, what's your thought on that? Do you, you know, this seems like what it seems like you're, you're trying to help save baseball along with some of the others. Yeah. And I think that's, that's really the, the, um, the, really the crux of it is I live in Tampa Bay. So our fan base consists of about 7,500 people, the New York Yankees spring training that's in Tampa across from where the Buccaneers play. Uh, draws more fans than the Rays do. And I think what's happened now in corporate America is they've forgotten about the fan. They've forgotten about the kid, the idea of grandpa and dad and then the son or the daughter uh, going to a baseball game, you know, less than $200. I don't think so now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it's, it's pretty expensive. I took my nephew, he's uh, five years old, little hockey. I took him two weeks ago to see the twins and the, and the Rays. And, um, Man, it was it was pricey. I'll tell you. I mean, and that was for a hat, and I couldn't get anywhere near the players, near that. So uh, it was tough. But I think of these ballparks, we've had to work so much outside the box, you know, outside the envelope, so to speak. Uh, speak that uh, they've had to do some pretty cool stuff. You know, on one end, you've got the Savannah Bananas, which to me, uh, from a purist standpoint, you know, one or two nights a year, that crazy. But uh, that's their business model. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, based on social media and the seven or five or six thousand people they're getting a game, it's doing not bad. In fact, I've had some fans reach out. Why are you guys be more like the bananas? It's just not what our league's all about. We want to be a, a conduit for the growth of uh, young ball players going mm-hmm. to Div 1, Div 2, Div 3, G- JUCO, NAIA. Um, and, uh, you know, for them to, to get really what a snapshot of minor league baseball is. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Like it's a, you come to a Spuds game. Uh, you may not remember the game, but you're going to remember who got plunked in the head with a, a water balloon or who threw the potato or, or you know, uh, the trivia, the mascot, the dancing, all that kind of stuff. That's what you're going to mm-hmm. come back for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, if, if there's more Savannah bananas and, and I, I appreciate like what they're doing, yep. that's the model that's working from them. Yeah. But if, I feel like if you have too many Savannah bananas, it gets too yep. old too quick. Yep. And let's leave it to them. I mean, they've, they've mm-hmm. really got a good model. You know, we're not, uh, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel, but for uh, the teams in the independence league, um, you know, we're, we're mom, pa, um, we're all individually owned. You know, we're not, we don't belong to a, a dictator or, um, you know, one, one person doesn't own our league. It's owned by owners. So we have a say in what we do. And that's the big part is that we work together in every city. So let's just give you an example. Uh, you know, I went to a lightning game oh, three weeks ago in Tampa Bay and, uh, you know, Thunderbug, the mascot came out with like one of those basketball hoops and he was one of our sections. And if you sunk the basketball, you know, the ball in the hoop, you know, you got something cool. Uh, well, we'll, we're doing the same here this year with, with Simplot, which is a huge potato grower, uh, uh, here in Idaho. And, uh, you know, Spudley's going to be carrying around one of those, uh, you know, basketball hoops you buy at Walmart for the kids and giving out uh, prizes and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we, in between innings, we're doing some pretty cool stuff, uh, players on stilts, um, 
dancing pictures and you know dance nah, probably not yeah yeah probably not but i love watching it i watch it all the time i mean i've reached out when i first started last year it's one of the first people i reached out for uh is the savannah bananas and i said look if you guys were to put together a uh, program where all these other teams could kind of, you know, pick and choose what they wanted to, as you're doing for fun. But ultimately it comes down to your community. If you're not willing to take the time, um, you know, for instance, this year in, in uh, Canyon County, uh, we reached out to the teachers and we thought, uh, what a great thing for the end of the year, what these kids have been through in the last couple of years. Uh, we gave every single kid in Canyon County a free ticket to a Spuds game. And wow. it was part of our terrific kid program. And uh, uh, that's huge for us. We've had grandma's call us. We've had mom's call us. What's this all about? What are the spuds? And it gives us an, a chance to tell our story and say, look, for 30 games this summer at Wolf Field and Caldwell, uh, I guarantee your five or six-year-old boy or girl is going to come out. They're going to meet a player, sign a ball, sign an autograph, get to shake their hand. Uh, and it's, it's pretty cool to sit back. I mean, I never realized it when I played in the Western hockey league, you got kids asking for your autograph at 17, 18, 19, 20 years of age. I was more interested in getting out of there and, and finding a party, uh, we're after a ball game. It's pretty cool to, to see these kids look up to these players and, uh, uh makes you feel good. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, yeah, it just, it just, if it doesn't make you feel good, you shouldn't be in this side of the, the sport. Really, you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. You should open up a, a tanning salon somewhere in Arizona. So as we've spoken offline, you know, prior to this, yep. um, you were the, the Spuds were initially in a in the uh, Expedition League. And then now you've transferred over into the Independence League. Correct. Correct. Um, and then you talked about it being an all all owned all owner uh run league and yes. so everybody kind of gets gets a vote yep. um what's what what how has that been i mean that's been over the last year correct with, yep. with this particular league um yeah. what do you I mean, growth wise like what do you are you looking to grow i mean tell us more about the league itself well, we're be, being a, an owner-owned league. We're less worried about having 30, 40 teams in the league. It doesn't matter, right? We don't have a, a humongous, uh, you know, fee to get into the league. We don't charge royalties. Um, you know, uh, um, all the things that come along with a franchise, we don't do that. So we have small town Fremont, Nebraska. Uh, we have uh, uh, Dickinson, uh, uh, North Dakota, and, and Spearfish, Wyoming, and all these different places that are, you know, let the guys that live in that town first and foremost. Every single person that owns a team in our league lives in that town. Mm -hmm. So if my bullpen comes out on Thursday night and lays an egg and gives up eight runs, that next day when I'm at the, the restaurant having my, my ham and eggs or uh, with a side of potatoes because we're in Idaho, I've got to answer for that. I've got mm -hmm. to figure out, you know, hey, what's going on with their bullpen? I don't want to be halfway across the country and just worried about uh, what do I get from sponsorship? How many tickets did we sell today? And um, so it's more about the grassroots ownership, being a part of the community. Because if you're not in the community, you're not in mm -hmm. the community. So that's big and foremost. We're not interested in having uh, it, the size of the league does not uh, dictate uh, the, the revenue opportunity for these owners at the end of the day. Because mm -hmm. Chad that uh, owns the Moo, um, I'm a conduit to bounce back, you know, stuff that's successful for us. You know, we're doing a, we're doing a charity slow pitch, uh, softball game, which is going to be a Canyon County, which is basically, uh, Caldwell and Nampa, uh, against cancer. So I've got both the mayors of both cities, celebrities from radio, television, a former Oakland Raider, uh, quarterback coming in and, uh, we're going to raise a bunch of money and the spuds. 
and the city of Caldwell and the city of Nampa, and I'm getting goosebumps talking about it, are going to donate a chunk of money to St. Luke's Hospital. And, um, you know, that's that's what we do. But when you have uh, one person uh, that owns it, dictates it, um, but yet uh, it's governed by uh, uh, the back of a bag of chewing gum, nobody wins. Nobody wins. So yeah. that way we have just, uh, we just, we can tell each other everything because, hey, what works, what didn't work? What, are you, what mm-hmm. did you get for that sponsorship? What did you get from them? We can talk about it. And ultimately, the strength in any league uh, is your fan base. Yeah. Let's talk about the players. Like, what are, yeah. what are your, what are the, what's the league's goals for the players, like, yeah. coming in? Well, here's the deal. When uh, when we sign a player, obviously, we hire coaches from uh, their assistant coaches, uh, uh, Alec and Eddie, that uh, are coming in to coach the Spuds, or uh, our young coaches. They're collegiate baseball players that want to advance their career, uh, whether it be through a college uh, or whether it be through minor league baseball. Uh, we put the task on them to really build the team. Uh, use your resources, build your lifelines, get out to know who you know, uh, you know, through our website and through the Independence League website, you know, kids can apply to play and then we share those leads, let's call them that, throughout the league. But uh, it's up to the coaches to grow it. But uh, everybody that comes to town, especially with the Spuds, you know, they get a membership at Crunch Fitness. So they get to work out. That's huge. Uh, we had our big host party uh host family party on Sunday um, and uh, got to meet all the host families. Each one of these players stays with a family and they build that relationship. And yeah, and it's unbelievable. Tears the last night of the season when these guys go home, it's, uh, it's uh, bring a, bring a box of hankies night. It's crying. And I mean, it's, it's unreal. Um, but uh, from a, from a franchise, what we're trying to build uh, is we're trying to build a place where somebody can come and develop and get to know what minor league baseball is all about. Cause after 65 days in Caldwell with the travel we have uh, you're either going to stay a baseball player. Uh, or are you going to be selling shoes at Foot Locker in the mall? That's it's, it separates those who are ready to dedicate themselves uh, and those uh, that are trying to escape from mommy and daddy for the summer. Yeah. Are you asking your, because um, you talk a lot about community. Are you asking yeah. your players to be, to be essentially become part of the community? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We have three baseball clinics. Uh, uh, two of them are sold out right now. We have another clinic there. It's mandatory for them to get out. So on the weekends, uh, if we've got a seven o'clock game time, uh, if they've gone to the gym, uh, we only ask maybe for an hour to three a week of their time. Uh, a lot of that is just working with the kids, going to softball games. I mean, last year alone, we surprised five different teams just showing up at their games and these kids were blown away. And then we spent another $200 on ICs and snow cones and stuff like that and having fun. That's softball and baseball. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, uh, and just getting out, bringing Spudley with us. We got throwaway t-shirts and uh, throw them out to the kids and sign autographs. And um, uh, it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's not a fluke that when you look at, uh, you know, people that reach out and then want to, you know, we have a place on our website where, you know, Hey, you want to, you know, you want Spudley at your event, just fill out this form. If we can do it, great. We're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, But it's uh, yeah. If you're not in your community, uh, you're not in your community. How are you doing for host families right now? Those are very important. I mean, we, yeah, we got the best, uh, we call her our MVP. Her name's Carmen. And uh, I'm not telling you her last name because then people will Google her and try to steal her from us. But uh, Carmen, uh, uh, is our host family director. She did spend quite a bit of time with the Boise Hawks and, and, uh, work with them. And, and, uh, uh, she's our MVP. She does such a great job. Um, she has the resources to do the due diligence, to check on the families, uh, to make sure that it's a good, uh, good spot. She tries to match, um, you know, certain kids with certain parents and certain mm-hmm. groups and so forth. But, uh, we actually have a waiting list. Uh, right okay. now with people waiting for players. So the season is really about two halves. You have your first half of players 
which are tend to be a lot more local as your other players are finishing off playoffs and, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then it switches over uh, when all your team can get here and then you finish the season up with your, what you'd call your regulars. So um, we do have some people that we promised, um, you know, kids to that we can't deliver right now, but they're two weeks away from having a, a player at their place. Excellent. A lot of juggling there. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was asking because I know that there are other summer collegiate teams and so on who are, are in need of mm-hmm. uh, more host families. And so yep. I, I was inquiring with that because if, if, if you're in need, then this is yep. a good time opportunity for us to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but let's, let's talk about the name real quick. I mean, yeah. So just under some initial it's a stretch quick, for Idaho. I know it's a stretch. It's a stretch, but under some, some quick research, um, the spuds come from the Idaho, Idaho Falls spuds, which are a minor league team. Yes. From 1926 to 1928, we're in the Utah mm-hmm. Idaho league. Yep. Um, just, is it for name recognition from, from the past or is it representing the past? I mean, what, what, what was the, the reason behind, utilizing that name just potatoes i mean uh, you know now when you think of a, a name especially one you want to brand uh you just can't think of a name and and uh, go forward with it first of all you've got to get your uh facebook and your instagram and your twitter and your tiktok and your domain name so there's quite a bit of heavy lifting that has to go with that brand association we didn't want to yeah. be the call to spuds and and in you know spudsbaseball.com is our domain name but you know can't be canyon county spuds that has to be shorter this has to so you have to have some uh, some thought process goes into that and we wanted something that could uh could be you know recognized by idaho uh, and that was potatoes. So it was just a matter of, uh, you know, getting somebody to do some drafts up of a cool potato that we could market. And that's where Spudley came from. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we also, you know, dug deeper into our community. So in 1967, uh, the Chicago Cubs had a single A uh, affiliate here that played in Caldwell. They played at Simplot Stadium um, and they were called the uh, Caldwell Cubs. So one of our uniforms is we actually have a throwback that has Caldwell Cubs on it. It's a uh, kind of a kind of that pale yellow with blue with the the bear eyes on it. It's pretty cool. And uh, wow. for two games or three games a year, we bring those. Up. We have five separate uniforms. We got we got great uniforms, but uh, we want to recognize the the city and where the city's grown and get into the community. So uh, you got to have a little bit of foresight. And you got to have the. Uh, you know, the look into the future is where you want to be, but our Caldwell Cubs uniforms are, are, uh, are pretty awesome. That is, that's pretty cool that you, yep. uh, you're throwing it back, throwing back the clock yep. to a, another yep. minor league team. Uh, but you play at, uh, at Wolf Field, um, yep. you know, tell us about a little bit about Wolf Field. Yeah, Wolf Field is beautiful. It's home to the College of Idaho. Uh, it is a, uh, a shared facility. I'll be, I'll be at a city owned field, but, uh, the college of Idaho is, uh, uh, that's their domain. It has been for, uh, uh, the last 10 or 15 years over the last couple of years, they've added lights, they've added bleachers, they've added, uh, uh, I think close to $3 million in investment where the city and the college of Idaho partnered up and did. And it's beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. it's absolutely beautiful. We're so blessed to have a, such a beautiful stadium. And uh, uh, we work well with the, with the Yotes. It's an NAIA team here in Caldwell. They got great coaching there, coach Humberger and coach Swagger. Uh, they're, they're great in development. We want to work hand in hand with them because we think the spuds can actually be in a, uh, an attraction for them and scholarship and bringing kids to Caldwell. And, uh, you know, th- that's going to take us some time, but that's something that we feel we can do in conjunction mm-hmm. with them. And they're, 
you know, this weekend they've got a high school tournament there. So they're getting set for that. And we're putting our banners up and getting the field ready and doing everything we need to do. And, and, uh, we work great with them. They're, they're great people, but yeah, college of Idaho, uh, is there. And I would recommend for, for any young fellow that has a, gets a call from coach Humberger or coach Swiger to be recruited there. Uh, just know you're going to play in a, a gorgeous field. Yeah. And so this is, this is, you're now going into your second season. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Well, what were what were some what were some things that worked really well during your first season that you you know you're building upon working towards yep. now in your second year? Nothing. Um, we uh, came into last year with no idea what to do. Uh, there was nights, and uh, I'm retired. You know, I had a very successful insurance company, and and uh, very blessed to uh, you know be retired and came out here and thought, you know what, this is, you know, I know how to do this because, you know, the Seattle Mariners can do it. So I can do it. They have just a little bit more pennies than I do, but uh, we didn't do a lot last or last year. Right. In fact, uh, uh, we had really no idea what to do from, from beer to getting a liquor license, uh, um, you know, which was tough. Just getting a liquor license for the ballpark was the first one. The fire uh, uh, department had never inspected that field before Uh, the health department. uh, You know, uh, that's another thing, but, as far as running a franchise, we did everything wrong from how we, you know, price the tickets, price the food, uh, got set up. We had zero guidance, zero help. Um, but I'll tell you what, we learned from our mistakes. We made some adjustments all the time. Um, and this year, we're very proud to say that our, although our costs have gone up 20 to 25%, our, our ticket price uh, for our, our adults, 12 and over, is still say at 12 bucks. Uh, our kids 12 and under now is $8. Friday night, 12 and under are free. Uh, and every single one of our food items is other uh stayed the same price um or it might be i think our i think our steak fingers are a dollar more i think and we've mm-hmm. added some some new stuff on the menu but it was just very important for us to stay on that affordability side um you know but we learned a lot i mean every day was a learning curve of we thought hey we made this mistake we made that mistake uh we're very hard on ourselves because uh um, you know, my whole thing is if we're going to do something, let's do it right. Let's, let's mm-hmm. do it right. Let's, let's really work hard. So, uh, and having my son here has really worked for me. I mean, he worked, uh, started working for my insurance company back when he was 12 or 13 years old doing data entry. So he knows, you know, I started my business out of a third bedroom in a rental house. And now, uh, um, you know, uh, we're very blessed to have, you know, commercial office, buildings you know that we own in tampa bay that used to be where my offices were so uh as it grew up into you know over 45 50 employees mm-hmm. um you know it's pretty cool and to sell that or just sell the business and we still have the buildings and so forth but uh, for me it's about process i i like to, to focus on the three p's the people so the people you work with the people you hire mm-hmm. and the integrity and the character in them the process so how you do stuff you know how how you know a to b is a straight line but how do you get there uh, and then, of course, the product and that product being it's not about wins or losses. It's about the experience that each kid has at, at that game. Yeah. that That's good to know, because you don't hear a lot of people just saying, look, <laughs> we didn't do anything right. Oh, no. Done, but we're going to learn yeah. from it. Yeah. It, uh, it, it, you know, for us, it was a matter of uh, it seemed anything that could go wrong. And don't forget, in the background, we're fighting 110 degree heat every day. And that's from seven o'clock in the morning till two o'clock in the morning. It was so hot here in, in Caldwell. Um, you know, we had that smoke cloud above us from all the, for, you know, the forest fires in California. So you couldn't breathe. Uh, it was tough. And I mean, everything was, it, it was just tough. It was, uh, uh, and then uh, this year we're trying to recruit and we have bus trips that are upwards of 17, 18 hours. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's tough to sell to anybody, even if you enjoy riding on the bus, which I haven't met that guy yet. But, uh, you know, um, uh, having a guy come back from last year and, and uh, uh, you know, the, the shortest trip we have this year is 13 hours. That's the, that's to Casper. But mm-hmm. um, you got to do what you got to do. Has your time as your time as owner and then seeing all these things that have come to fruition, has yep. that reminded you of any of some of the baseball movies that you've probably seen over the years? Yeah. People, uh, people always ask me what my fa- favorite baseball movie is. I don't know. I'm always, I'm a big fan of for the love of the game. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a Costner one. Obviously it's a love story, mm-hmm. um, but it boils down to uh, making decisions and what are those decisions and choices and such as life. You know, yeah. we can make a choice today. I know my son is out running around and moving stuff around, getting ready and, you know, uh, you know, getting ready for, for next Friday night, May 27th, as we, uh, we host uh, the North plot plainsman from, um, uh, from Nebraska here. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's really it. I mean, uh, Kevin Costner in that movie knew when it was time to go for the love of the game, just out of respect for baseball. And if you don't know it, you don't know it. There's, you can't sit there and talk to anybody about what it means to be baseball because baseball is a thinking man's game. You know, football is a game of inches, right? So every sport has its own little niche. So if it's yeah. a thinking man's game, I mean, that's where, where you know, girls I've dated in the past, uh, I've said, you know, I want to go to a baseball game or I'm going to go watch the Mariners drive from Vancouver down and see Randy Johnson or whatever pitch. And those go, I have no idea. I'd rather take you know, grass and just watch it grow or watch paint dry. And I'm like, man, that's, you don't get it. It's, just, it's a thinking's man game, right? Mm-hmm. Two, one count, three, one count, man at first. Where do you do? Where's the cutoff? Where, I mean, there's just so yeah. much going on. If you don't know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to ask, so how has it been to just like watch some of your players like last year yep. and their development from when they were, they first started to at the end of the season. What did that make you feel like a prod papa? Yeah, it did for some, you know, uh, we didn't get a lot. Don't forget coming out of COVID. A lot of our players hadn't played for two years. We were a brand new team. Nobody knew who the spreads were. Nobody knew that we did things one way. That's first class. Uh, my players got the best meal. They got the best buses. Uh, um, and some of those players, uh, like I said, were escaping from mommy and daddy for the summer from doing chores or, or having to uh, get a job. So, uh, but we, we track and we stay in contact with even the kids that we had a couple of kids that just quit baseball altogether halfway through the season, came into to the coach and said, Hey, this is, this is crazy. I'm done. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, for the most part, uh, we watch all of our boys, uh, even the ones that have graduated, moved on. Some of them have moved on to the Northwoods league, uh, Joey Grabansky, uh, uh, you know, uh, big home run hitter is going to Northwoods league. We've got guys that are, uh, uh, Gary, uh, gross jeans going to play for the Portland pickles. And, and to me, that's a step up for him. Yeah. We'll get there, but they got 25 years experience from a league standpoint on us. Yeah. So, uh, and there's even kids on other teams. I know there's a, I think his name's Ben McAdoo. He played for the Spearfish. I mean, this kid was a killer. I mean, he's, I think he goes to San Diego state or something like that, but you, know, you got to lift all these kids up. Ultimately, this isn't like the Western hockey league, uh, you know, where players can be there up to four years. If you've got a good kid for a year, you're lucky, mm-hmm. you know, uh, two years we have, I think, uh, I think we got three or four kids coming back from last year. Uh, and we're just, we're just thrilled that uh uh these guys want to come back and hang out in tater town for the summer it's pretty rare i mean for the years that i've been tracking collegiate summer ball yeah to have a couple players 
like coming back is very, very, very yep. rare. As you mentioned, you have a player that's now going to go play for the Portland Pickles. Yep. Um, you know, you have other players that have obviously moved on, but yep. uh, you know, I, I'm sure that as you continue to build and you, yep. your, your reputation builds, like that you, you get, you recognize things, you continue to grow as an, as an owner and as a manager, basically of this yep. franchise, you know, you're, you're going to figure out what works, what doesn't work, but, you yep. know, you may get more players that are coming back uh, each and every year. Yep. Uh, but, you know, just to have four is pretty epic, to be honest with you. I think it's awesome. I mean, these are good guys. These are core guys. I mean, we had other guys that maybe wanted to come back. Uh, but our whole paradigm of thinking changed last year. But we were we were uh, we had a lot of players and our pitching staff was not that good. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of them hadn't pitched and, and I'll, I'll retract a little bit. I'm not saying they, they weren't that good. I just don't think they had worked that much in the last couple of years. So uh, Coach Alec and Eddie uh, uh, really focused this year on getting some quality arms because uh, yet I've yet to see a defense for a walk. Um, yeah, it's a good way to make a, a couple million dollars if you can kind of develop what kind of defense to put on if the, the pitchers keep walking guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, uh, tongue-in-cheek, there is none. But uh, uh, you got to have guys that throw strike, put the ball in play. You know, you these kids are coming from aluminum bats, the wood bat. That's tough enough as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the psychology of thinking, man, if I put one dead red, I'm going to get hurt. Uh, well, it is if you have to, right? If he knows it's coming. Well, then if you get a 3-0 count, he knows what's coming. Yeah, right? you either put him on or, or he's going to hit one a long, long way. So the biggest thing is uh, not velocity, not anything else, just throwing strikes and 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 uh, pitching to contact. That's the smartest thing to do. So this should be focused on pitchers. Uh, but yeah, we got some great, great players coming in. We've got some from Florida, uh, California. Uh, we've got some from, uh, uh, I know we've got a, a Billing State player uh, coming in. Uh, we got uh, some Oregon guys, some Arizona guys. So pretty excited about it. Should be a good, good mix of players. Uh, but uh, we're hoping uh, the big key to ingredient to any collegiate summer is is pitching. Yeah, it is. You know, yep. you could have a great offense, but yep. <laughs> if you're, if if your pitch is not great, it's not all there. You could you could talk to Gus Farrow yep. about that from the yep. Richfield Raptors because yep. you know he was on a couple episodes ago and we talked about you know he he's like well listen look like my offense was great but my my pitching was just not great and if you can't mix yep. the two and have that equilibrium you're not going to win too many games. You can score a bunch of runs in a hurry in this league. And the sad part too was we had one of our largest crowds of the season last year. I think we had like. 600 and some odd people and it was lined up at the gate and the game had started and I was out front and it was the top of the first inning and we were down nine, nothing. And there's just nothing more heartbreaking than that. Cause you know, uh, the kids not throwing strikes, you know, and mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, we've got a couple players that go to, uh, uh, NNU, which is just up the street. And then they'd go out there, Max Holesclaw, you know, would go out there and just absolutely dominate. He's a div two pitcher, great kid. Uh, and, uh, you know, same with Blake McFadden, these guys threw strikes, they threw firm, they knew what they were doing and, uh, had a great job of it. So, uh, the, the litmus test is there. I mean, you throw strikes, mix it up, move the ball in and out, up and down. Uh, you don't have to throw 98 miles an hour. And both those guys did that and had a great amount of success. And, and, uh, they're off to another great season this year with NNU and, and deep into the playoffs again. Uh, mm-hmm. so it, uh, but yeah, no pitching is, uh, and everybody's in the same boat. There's nobody that's any different, you know? So yeah. it's just having those available arms. We've got 16 pitchers on our roster, but we'll probably have, you know, 26 guys hanging around somehow, whether they be local or not, that can come in. And, and if uh, we use a bunch of pitchers on uh, uh, Thursday, Friday, 
uh, have to be around Saturday and Sunday to fill in some spots for us and just give us a good solid inning. Yeah. Now I got a two part question here for you. Okay. Um, and this this goes for uh, pe- any players who are potentially interested in coming and playing for your team yep. and yep. and their families. Yep. You have an opportunity now to like speak directly to them. Yep. And that and that question is, what do you tell them? Like, what do you tell the player and what do you tell the parent about why, why come to play for you and what, what, what's it going to be like for your child when they're there? You know, first and foremost, we're a professional organization. Uh, we, you know, first class from our uniforms to when the players get here, what they get. Uh, we, uh, uh, it's mandatory, you know, nobody out in our field with bare feet and, uh, and a halter top on, uh, all of our guys are all wearing the same uniform. Uh, we get all of our stuff from Triton, which is a, it's just a great company for uniforms, but we supply them with everything they're going to need uniform wise. First and foremost, we have no fees. So we're not asking for 500, a thousand or $2,000. Uh, we handle everything. They just got to bring a great attitude and, uh, a great work effort and uh, ethic and, and, uh, and some character and integrity and we're good. Uh, but for us, it's, it's giving them the best experience of a minor league baseball program that we can uh, to their parents, uh, uh, really entrusting us with the, the fact that we're going to do the, the right thing all the time. And Caldwell's in wine country. So during the day, well, uh, nobody's playing. You can head up to one of the 40 wineries within 15 minutes of Caldwell and enjoy a, a beautiful award-winning wine like at St. Chappelle or Sawtooth. Uh, and have yourself a nice uh, glass of wine or two and a charcuterie board and uh, see us at Wolf Field at 7 o'clock on game night. Mm-hmm. So May 27th, 2022, as you just discussed, yeah, you have a, your opening three-game series against yep. the North Plate Plainsmen. What, what what time does the game start that night? Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Yeah, we got a seven o'clock game night. It is on Memorial Weekend here. We got uh, gas prices. I think today hit forty seven fifty a gallon. So we're hoping that changes some people's some uh, Memorial Day plans on taking the truck and trailer out. But uh, yeah, we're super excited about it. Uh, North Platte is a new team in the league. Uh, we're excited about having them out here. Uh, we're going to be ready. We're going to be ready. Uh, we've got uh, some cool things that are going to happen. Lots of prizes mm-hmm. and gifts and. And uh, this season is going to be one of a little bit of redemption and uh, another uh, another brick in the in the, uh, uh, the the concrete, so to speak, as as far as our community. But uh, yeah, we're super excited about it. Excellent. Well, uh, last question is yep. where can uh, where can the fans go find you guys through the internet, yep. Twitter sphere, all that? Yeah, we're at Spuds Baseball. So S P U D S Baseball dot com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Spuds Baseball. You can find us on Instagram at Spuds Baseball. And you can find us on Facebook as Spuds Baseball Club. And we're also on TikTok. We uh, we reserve our TikTok for our interns that we get so they can go crazy on there. We did have a couple last year that went viral and got a bunch of looks and views. And I, I'm not a real TikTok fan, so I wouldn't know. But, uh, uh, yeah, you can Google Spuds Baseball. Uh, it's uh, uh, C. Spudley. And, and come see us. Become a fan, a friend. And. And uh, just super excited about the season, super excited about our league. we got a fantastic league, and we feel, all the owners of the league, that within the next uh, two to three years, uh, we will be in a top three choice of some of these uh, these great collegiate baseball players. So uh, we're pretty excited. Excellent. Well, hey, I had a fun time, a blast yeah. getting to know you, uh, getting yeah. to know the Spuds, um, and looking forward to tracking you guys this season and seeing how game how you're doing. 
Yeah, make sure you ship your information over. I got uh, I got a new uh, hat provider out of Oregon that's just been phenomenal, and I got some new uh, I got some new uh, um, fitted hats coming. Oh, uh, they're a little different yeah. than the black ones, so I've got some fitted hats coming. So you know, just for uh, being patient with me and my schedule and uh, uh, fitting me in this close to the season, I know. You- but uh, I've uh, just give me your size and your address, and you'll have one of our new, brand new spuds fitted hats coming your way. How's that sound? I will. I will rock it. It'll be great, Dude. and uh, we will. Uh, we will post it on the Twitter sphere. I guarantee. There you, you go. That. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. So I pre- thank you, and have a great season. If you need anything, let us know. And uh, as always, go spuds. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we will follow up with you after the season, Jeff. I appreciate you coming yeah. on. And great, everybody, that is Jeff Dobbish, the owner of the Canyon County Spuds of the Independence yes. League Summer Collegiate Baseball. You will not find any baseball better than going and watching Summer Collegiate Baseball. It is phenomenal. It is so much fun. Great times had by all. Great family atmosphere. Great event. Cheap and not affordable and affordable for everybody. So that'll do it for this episode of the Diamonds and Roses podcast. I hope you have a great day wherever you are at, and peace out.